So you're driving along, it's a beautiful day, you're listening to tunes in your car or your truck, you're making great time to wherever you're headed, we've all had this experience, and you, and you look up ahead and you're like, oh no, oh no, 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 it's a detour, a detour, like, ah, oh, I don't want this, I don't have time for this, and immediately you think, can I turn around, can I turn around, okay, can you, can you do a U-turn here, okay, can I just cross the median, how do I get out of this, there's a car in front of you, a car behind you, and you're stuck, you're there, you're there, and you're having to go through a detour, and you just automatically know this is going to take longer, and it's going to be frustrating, and it gets narrow, right, and it's messy, and, and they, they make you drive on the wrong side of the road. Don't they know you could die? I mean, it's weird, right? I mean, you're going, it's, it's just so inconvenient. You're going a different direction than you wanted to go, than you planned to go. You just know this whole, this whole thing. You just wish you could have avoided it. It's a detour. But it's not just driving. Life is full of these things, too. That's why we're doing the series. Life is filled with detours, but you already know that, don't you? And, and some of you, you're there right now. See, we all have expectations of how we want life to go. That's why we plan, and that's why we hope and dream. And if you're a follower of Jesus, that's why you pray. That's one of the reasons why we pray is we have expectations and plans and hopes and dreams, and we pray that God will help us get there and take us there. And we know that it doesn't always go like we plan and hope and pray. And we have language for it. We have language for it. You know, I didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. Boy, I tell you what, I didn't expect that. That came out of left field. And I don't, man, it's so frustrating. The changes, the challenges, the tragedies, the things that just out of the blue. That phone call, that text message, right? The email that you got. And, and then that moment, you know that moment like when you, like your stomach just kind of comes up into the top of your chest, even up into your throat. And I know anatomically that's not possible. But you know that feeling, right? It's just like you can just feel it right there. And it's just you get tension and detour. The stuff you didn't want, the stuff that you wish you could do without, and it may have to do with a health situation you're facing, a money situation, job situation, relationships. It, it, it could be mental, it could be physical, it could be spiritual, but... It's a detour. And you know exactly what I'm talking about because some of you are right there, right now. In fact, I think all of us at some point in our lives have been there. And in fact, if we want to be really honest, at, at this point in our lives right now, I think all of us could just about all say there's at least one area of our life that's not going eh, like we thought. And some of you are like, one area? How nice would that be? I got this and then that. Hey, can I have the mic? Can I have the mic just a second? And just, you know, let me just tell y'all. Okay, no. Detours. We all have been around the block enough to know that life doesn't go as we plan, hope, and pray. And what I want to know and what you want to know is when we come up to a detour, we want to know why. We want to know why this is happening to me and why now and why again. I just don't get it. I don't understand. It's just a natural thing to want to know why. In fact, when we start trying to wrestle with the why of of wrestling with the reality of life not going like we planned, hoped, and prayed, it's almost like we have to go through a grieving process. 
Like the stages of grief, right? Starts with denial. Oh no, oh no, this is not happening. This is not, this cannot be happening. And then it gets anger. You know, I'm so mad. I can't believe this. I can't, you know, and some of you showed up mad today. You're so mad. And then the bargaining part of the stages of grief, you know, you're starting to think, well, maybe I can avoid it if I do this, avoid it, do that. And then depression, like, oh, this is bad. And then finally you get to the point of acceptance. You know, well, if this is what I got to do, it's what I got to do. It's like we go through those stages trying to figure out why. Uh, could it be me? Could it be other people? Could it be life? Could it be God? Some of you are going through something right now and you're trying to figure this out. And, and sometimes it is me. Sometimes it is you. Sometimes it is us. It's on us. We make unwise choices. We, we say unwise things. We, we do stupid stuff. We, you know, spend stupid money. We go into debt way too far. You know, make an unwise choice. And, and then our life is now detoured and rerouted in, in a different place. And we're paying for that for a very, very long time. Right? Sometimes it's not money. Sometimes it's a relationship thing. You made a choice in your relationship. It was an unwise. It was a foolish thing. You shouldn't have said it. You shouldn't have gone there. You shouldn't have done that. And now, oh, the consequences. You're dealing with the consequences. Or maybe it was a, a business decision or something you know, with your job or career. We know what it's like. Sometimes we self-sabotage. We get in our own way. And, and sometimes we just sin, right? And, and even though, even though, even though we can say, well, I won't do that again. Well, I learned my lesson. We still have consequences that we have to deal with, and it causes a long detour in life, and some of you are there right now. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's other people. This is hard. When other people do things or don't do things and say things or don't say things and make decisions that impact your life, and now you're on a detour, and now you're having to deal with something because of what they did. Happens in children's lives all the time. And maybe that was part of your story. Your mom and dad made a decision thinking, oh, the kids will be fine. All oh, the kids will be fine. And it sends you on a different trajectory than you would have been otherwise. A detour. Yeah. Isn't it frustrating to be on a detour and it wasn't something you did and it wasn't something you caused. It was something somebody else did. And sometimes it's just life, right? We got to admit this. Life it happens. Stuff breaks. Things change. Things don't go as planned. It's reality. And then there's also the category that you could be on a detour because of something God is up to. Yeah. And we don't like to think that, but, but it's very, very much a real category. Sometimes God tests us. Like it or not, there is the category of the fact that God in life will often test us. We'll go through a trial because he wants to teach us something. And perhaps God feels like the best way to teach us what we need to learn is to have us go through this detour. Here's the thing about you and me. Most of us are adults in here or um, real close to it. And the, the thing about adults is that we typically learn on a need-to-know basis. We learn on a need-to-know basis. Now, when you're a kid, you learn because that's your life, right? People are just teaching you crap. You don't you feel like you need to know, and you're like, I, I don't need to know all this, right? Everything's algebra when you're growing up. Like, I'll never use this. And then you do, and it has a purpose. But when you're young, you don't care. 
You don't see it. But when you're older, you, you figure that out. And so you're like, I've learned a lot of stuff that I didn't want to learn, that I had to learn. So from now on, I'm just going to learn on a need-to-know basis. And when I need to know something, I'll figure it out. Google. YouTube, right? I, when I need to know, I'll find out. Adults learn on a need-to-know basis. Well, here's the deal. God knows that. God knows we tend to learn on a need-to-know basis. And so what, what does God do when he feels like we need to learn something? When he feels like there's something we need to know, need to learn, and yet we would never choose it for ourselves. Often it's a detour that puts us in a point of pain where we go, oh, I need to know this. I need to figure this out. I need to get this straightened out. And God's like, okay, now I can teach you. I have your attention. Like it or not, that's a reality. And here's the other thing. Sometimes it's a mixture of all of this. I think most of the time, it's a mixture of all of this. It's not just one thing that has thrown you into a detour. It's little bits and pieces of all this, and it's kind of a mystery, and I don't need to know it all, and you don't need to know it all to know that I'm on a detour, and i got to figure this out. Here's what a lot of people don't know, and for years, I didn't know. And, and I, when I discovered this, it helped me so much, and it still helps me so much. That's why I'm excited to share with you. That you know, did you know that the context and the backdrop of almost the entire Bible is a detour? The, the context and the backdrop of, of, of almost, almost the entire story of the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, from beginning to end, is, is dealing with and people dealing with one detour after another. And in fact, in fact, just go, let's just get this example right here. Just go to the Old Testament and think of Israel. Just the whole Old Testament is the story of this big long detour that Israel was on from almost beginning to end. In the, in the Old Testament, it started with the Exodus. And it went for 40 years, for 40 years, until God brought them into the land of Canaan that he promised them. And then there was a little bit of time where things went pretty well, and there was prosperity, and, and things went well, really good. And, and then, then there was another big, long detour. It's like these big chunks of time. When you read it end to end, it's like this is what this whole thing is about, is people on a detour, learning how to do life when things didn't go as they thought, planned, hoped, prayed. So Israel, God delivers them from Egypt to take them to their promised land that he promised Abraham, their ancestor, he would take them. Yay, we're, we're good, we're golden, this is life. And then the Red Sea, boom, detour. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? God gets them through the Red Sea. Three days later, yay, wait, we're thirsty. We don't have any water. We've got these thousands of people and there's no water and they're in the desert. God helps them with that. A few days later, we're hungry. Another detour. How do we find food out here? God helps them. And then they, a few days later, oh no, we have enemies. There are people that don't like the fact that we're out here and they want to kill us. Detour. And then they self-sabotaged all the time. They would do stupid stuff and unwise things and get in their own way. And it was just this big, long, huge detour. And so for 40 years between Egypt and Canaan, for 40 years, they really didn't make much geographical progress between point A and, and point B, but they learned a lot, and they grew a lot, and that was the big point in the big picture anyway. And here's why I say all of that, because here's what you and I need to understand is some of the most loved and some of the most famous parts of the Bible are most loved and most famous Realize it or not, because they come out of the context of a detour. And perhaps that's why they mean so much to us 
and we didn't even realize it. And I want to show you three, three different, very famous passages of Scripture. Listen, here's the deal. If you're not a follower of Jesus, and if you're new to church, and you don't know much about the Bible, hey, that's cool, but I'm getting ready to give you a crash course on the biggies, some of the biggies, that your Christian friends and the people that invited you to church, and, and just these are the big ones. I mean, these are the things that... Boy, Christians and followers of Jesus, they bold, italics, underline, increase the font, put it on the bumper sticker. We're going to hang it in the house. We're going to put it on a T-shirt. When they get married, this is the stuff they want in their wedding. When they die, this is the stuff they want on their funeral. So if you are new to Christianity, I'm getting ready to give you a behind-the-scenes sneak peek crash course on the big stuff that means so much to followers of Jesus. And if you are a follower of Jesus... I want you to consider that maybe the reason why these passages of Scripture mean so much to us and we connect so well to them is because they're all about a detour. Let me start with Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Oh, you know that one. You know, you know, right, right. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Unfortunately, it's reserved for funerals. That's very unfortunate. Because it's powerful, it's beautiful. In fact, it's such a big deal. In the fall of this year, um, hopefully, we're going to do an entire series on Psalm 23. We're going to just break it down over about four weeks or so. The Lord is my shepherd. It's some good stuff in there. I shall not want. You make me lie down in green pastures. Green pastures are good, especially when you're a sheep. And in Psalm 23, we're the sheep. Okay? We're the sheep. Green pastures, you, you lead me, green pastures, and, and then you lead me beside still waters, still waters. Oh, that's good stuff. If you're a sheep, we'll get into this later this fall on why that's good, but just know this. If you're a sheep, you like still waters. You don't like rough water. You get a little sheepish around rough water. <laughs> See what I did there? Okay, I'll stop. And you restore my soul, and you lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. I mean, boy, that doesn't that sound good? But right smack dab in the middle of Psalm 23 is a detour. Watch this. Yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What's that? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Well, that's good. That's great to know. I mean, that's awesome. But what, what's that? What's the valley of the shadow of death about? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, nobody wants to go there. I mean, green pastures, that's good. Still waters, come on, sign me up and restore my sheepish soul. No sheep stands at the top of the hill and looks into the valley of the shadow of death and say, let's go there. Nobody. You're going through stuff in your life right now. You would have never said, hey, I'd like to hurt a while. How about some pain? 2020 hasn't been hard enough, right? How about just add insult to injury, God? Just throw me in there. Let's go. I'm ready. No sheep wants the valley of the shadow of death. Yet the shepherd leads us there and through it. Hmm. Here's what this teaches us about detours, is that detours are just part of it. It's part of the journey. It's part of following the shepherd. It's just what sheep are going to have to experience from time to time. Detours 
are just part of it. We, we get this um, self-focused idea that, you know, something's horribly wrong when, when an, a detour happens, when things don't go right at home or things don't go right financially or we you know, hit a rough patch at work or with our health. We go, I don't know what's going on. I can't understand. Why me? All this stuff. Yeah, here's why. You ready? Let me tell you why. Detours are just a part of it. For you, for me, for all of us. Psalm 23 helps us understand that. You got the green pastures, you got the still waters, and then other days you got the valley of the shadow of death. And yet our shepherd leads us right through all of it. See, if you drive far enough, eventually you'll hit a detour. If you live long enough, eventually you're going to get to a detour. No one ever said plan A was always going to work. God didn't even say plan A was always going to work. In fact, what we'll discover in the next few weeks is that often God will do his greatest work with plan B, C, D, and when you've run out of letters and you get to Z. And I hear people say this all the time. They say, I can't wait until this is over. I can't wait till this is over. Hey, listen, I get this. I understand that. I have those feelings too, and I have those thoughts too. They're going through something difficult. I can't wait until I'm just, things are back to normal. I can't wait until like, we're over this and through this and past this, and I just get back to life the way I want it. And have we not all collectively been saying that as a culture for the last, what, 14? I mean, no, 12, 13, at least 12, 13 months now? Okay, we just can't wait until this thing is over. We can't wait until, you know, COVID is gone. and all. Yeah, we all want that. We all desire that collectively and individually. But here's what we miss. We miss so much on the detour when we're just wishing it away Looking forward to the end, there's a lot that happens, as we will see in this series, during the detour that we desperately need. They're just a part of it. They're just going to be a part of it, and there's nothing you can do to change that, and there's nothing I can do to change that. Detours are just part of it. Psalm 23, the reason I believe it's so meaningful to us is it's all about living through a detour. Second, second beloved passage of scripture and famous. I mean, I hear this quoted all the time and we really quote it and talk to teenagers and, and adolescents about this and it's so powerful, it's so good, it's such a guiding principle. It's the wisdom of Solomon and it comes out of a detour. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. I love this old English. And lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he, God, will direct thy path. That whole context is a detour. That whole thing is about life not going the way you want, hope, think, or pray. That whole thing. That's why we're trusting. That's why. He says, don't lean on your own understanding. Now, it's okay to want to try to understand. It's natural to want to try to understand when life doesn't go the way you want. This whole thing that came, I was taught as, as a kid, don't ask why. God doesn't want you to ask why. I don't know where that came from. That is so messed up. That is so stupid. That is wrong. It sounds spiritual, but it's just wrong and it's damaging. You know why? Because God created you with a brain that wants to know why. It is God's fault that we ask why. 
by God's design, and I mean that in a good way, by God's design, we ask why. That's how we create things. That's how we solve problems. That's how we figure out, it's how we learn. Why did this happen? Okay, I don't want that to happen again, so I'm going to make some changes. There's nothing wrong with asking why. But eventually, you're not going to be able to answer that question. Eventually, you won't know why. Eventually, you won't be able to understand. Eventually, you're going to go through something so difficult where you will not be able to lean on your own understanding. The detour you're in is going to be be beyond your ability to figure out. And so you trust with all your heart, with everything you got. You're holding on with everything you got. You keep driving. You keep driving with everything you got. You keep living with everything you got. You keep trusting to the best of your ability. And he said, and you, and you, you keep your eyes on me. You keep looking to me. You keep looking to me and trusting me through this detour, and I'll direct you. I'll direct your paths. You know what this teaches us? The detours are not just part of it. They're the way of trust. They're the way of trust. There, a detour, there's something about it that just naturally puts you in a position where you're dependent on someone else to get you to where you need to go. What's one of the first things that happens when you're on a detour? Like after that, after the beep, yeah, after that. <laughs> What's one of the first things you do? Okay, you become keenly aware of signage, don't you? Right? Because that last sign you saw that just said detour that way, got your attention. And so now what are you doing? You're looking for the next sign. You're looking for the next direction. We're looking for, okay, do I go this way, this way? Do I keep going? When is this over? When does this stop? And so you're, you're constantly now, you're aware. Okay, don't talk, shh, don't talk, don't talk. I gotta pay attention here because they're sending me all kinds of places that I don't know where I'm going. That's the idea because a detour is the way of trust. You are completely trusting and dependent that there's going to be a sign coming next that's going to tell you which way to take. God says, that's what I do. That's what I do. I will guide you and direct you. You keep your eyes on me. Keep looking to me. With everything you got, keep looking to me. I know you don't understand. I know it doesn't make sense. But see, the detour is the way of trust. So keep driving. Keep driving. Keep living. Keep trusting. Keep driving. Keep living. Keep trusting. Because detours are the way of trust. Are you on a detour? In your life? If you're not, one day you will be, because it's just part of it. And when you find yourself on a detour, that's an opportunity to learn how to trust. Now, you probably wouldn't have learned any other way, or else you would have done this by now, right? You would have learned this lesson by now. You see, we learn on a need-to-know basis, and often God knows that. One more. And maybe this is the biggest. Maybe this is the most famous, at least in the last 25 years, I would say. This is probably the most famous Um, part of the scriptures, especially the Old Testament scriptures, that when I look at this, I'm like, wow, that that whole thing is about a detour. In the last 25 years, and I think it's pretty accurate because I'm going to say, I'm 27 now, 27, 28, almost 20. And so, yeah, it was like my whole adult life, right? It's been this way. And I think the reason why Jeremiah 29, 11 means so much to so many people is because it's about a detour, Again, if you're not a follower of Jesus and if what I just said means absolutely nothing to you, just hang with me. Because your Christian friends, I hear it all the time. I love Jeremiah 29 11. Jeremiah 29 11. Listen, I'm, I'm doing a funeral this afternoon for a family in our church. 51 year old male man, dead of a heart attack, throws the whole family into a detour. That'll do it, won't it? And today, one of the things 
that they wanted me to talk about at the funeral is Jeremiah 29, 11. Why do we keep coming back to that? Why do we keep coming back to that passage? Because it's all about a detour. When Jeremiah 29, 11, we're getting ready to read it in a minute, was written, it was written during the Babylonian exile. Israel had come through the whole 40-year wilderness thing and had some good years, but there's another detour. One of their own doing, actually, where they goofed up a lot. They were taken over by the Babylonians. And for 70 years, 70-year detour, you need to fill up before you go into this one. It's going to be a while. For 70 years, they were on a detour, displaced from their homeland. Because this is what Jeremiah tells them. This is what the Lord says. Jeremiah says, listen, this is what God wants you to know. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. 70 years? I mean, you think your detour's bad. But then God says, I will come and do for you all the good things. Okay. All right, I'm listening. Good things that I've promised, and I will bring you home again. Okay, well, that's fine and dandy, but what the 70 years about? What, what's that? And then on the front end of this 70 years, he tells them this. For I know the plans. Here it is, Jeremiah 29, 11. Here it is. Some of you have this memorized. For I know the plans I have for you. I don't know the plans. You don't know the plans. God says, I know the plans. Well, that's good. I'm glad somebody knows the plan because I certainly don't know the plan. This is not my plan. Are you there? You know what that's about? You look at your life. This is not my plan. This is not the marriage I planned. This is not the job I planned. This is not the finances I planned. This is not my health that I planned. This is not the life I planned at this point in my life. Well, God says, well, I know the plans I have for you. And they're plans for good and not for disaster. Well, they feel like a disaster. And to give you a future and to hope. Why, why do we hold on to this? Why do we hold on to this? Because it's about a detour. It's about surviving a detour. And God wants you to know and wanted Israel to know at the beginning of a 70-year-long detour that detours are not the destination, especially the final destination. It may feel like a destination when it lasts 70 years or 40 years or, for some of you, four days, right? For some of us, right, just a long afternoon, is this day ever going to end? Right? It's not 70 years. We just need to just get over ourselves. But it's not the destination. It's a part of what God wants to do in our lives to get us to the destination. But this detour, mm -mm, there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture. I don't know what's going on in your life, but you need to know that it is not the destination. Probably on this earth, and I guarantee you in the next life. You say, what do you mean? Well, probably what you're going through won't last all that long, and you'll be, you'll be over it and behind it, and it'll be behind you before you know it. Here's how I know this. Look at all the stuff you've already survived. Look at all the stuff you've already survived. All the stuff that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you look back and you knew that that was going to be it. That was going to take you out. You were never going to survive that marriage crisis, that family crisis, that health crisis, that financial crisis, whatever, detour. You survived in the past. You thought it would take you out, but here you are because you kept driving and you kept living and you kept trusting. Here you are yet again in a detour and you need to know it's not your final destination. Let's say it lasts 70 years, okay? 
Let's go worst case scenario, because some of you live in that world, right? Some of you are like me, you're like, okay, what's the worst thing that happen? What's the worst? Because I need to worry about that. I need to worry about the worst thing. If I can be okay with the worst thing, then I'm good with everything else. That's the way my brain works, okay? Worst case scenario, it kills you. You die before the 70 years is up. And you look at your life going, what was that? Well, if you're a follower of Jesus, your life is really just beginning because of that whole thing we did last week, you know, celebrating this thing called resurrection, eternal life, everlasting life. Nobody's, nobody's complaining in heaven. Nobody gets to heaven and goes, what was that? Everybody's good. Everybody's good, right? I mean, we may have some little chit-chats about it, but we're good because it's not your destination. And see, when we get so full of ourselves and we think life is just about here and now, here and now, here and now, and the way we want it, hmm, we'll talk about that next week. But it's not the destination. It's so important to understand. And isn't it so much easier to make it through the middle of something when you know it's not the end? Isn't it, isn't it that messy Muddy middle. It's so much easier, so much, so much better when you know, when you remind yourself, it's not the end, there's a bigger picture. So don't panic, don't freak out. Just keep driving. Keep driving, keep living. Why? Because teachers are just part of it. And they're the way of trust. They're not the final destination. They're just not. But see, right now, you're in a detour and it feels bad, it looks bad, you just want past it. You just want beyond it. And I don't know what your detour is, but I know you know because it's your detour. And we're going to help you with that in the next few weeks. But I just want to let you know on the front end, your response to it will determine how you get through it. Your detour, the thing that you're dealing with, you wish you didn't have to deal with, how you respond to it will determine how you get through it. I'm going to show you one more thing. Because God told Israel as they were going into this 70-year detour in the Babylonian exile, being exiled and taken over by Babylon, the Babylonian Empire during that time. He told them on the front end in that same chapter, Jeremiah 29, but before you get to verse 11 and everybody goes, oh, I love that, I know the plant I have for you. You know, all that is so good and so beautiful. But before that, before that, he told them, he told them exactly how he wanted them to respond. And what he told them was to basically make the most of it. Watch. You're going to be there 70 years, so build homes, plant gardens, marry and have children, multiply. Do not dwindle away. In other words, do not sit and do nothing and wait for your situation to change. Why is that so important? Because that's human nature. Isn't that what we do? Well, that's what we say. Listen, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm not going to make any decisions. I'm just, not going to, I'm just going to sit tight and wait for this to pass. I'm just going to sit tight and wait. Well, that's, that's not a bad thing, maybe, if it's an hour, if it's a day. But if you're in a long detour, you got to live. you got to drive. And, you know, here's the thing about detours. The only way that you don't make it through the detour is if you stop driving. You get halfway through the detour and said, I'm sick of this. I'm not going any further. You're going to be there a while. No, we all know this. What? Keep following the signs and keep driving. Keep following the signs and keep driving. You make the most of it. You make the most of it. You play angry music. Right? You, 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 you make up stuff. You pass the time. You make the most of it. You, you ever realize this, that the people that get the most out of life are the people that make the most of life? 
If you haven't noticed it, you need to notice because that's the truth. The people that get the most out of life are the people that make the most of life along the way. And so he said, just don't sit there and do nothing. Don't dwindle away. And he took it a step further. He said, and work for the peace and prosperity of Babylon. Work for the peace and prosperity of Babylon, where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. You know what he's saying? Make Babylon a better place while you're there, and it'll go better for you. This 70-year detour will be a better experience for you than you think if you make the most of it. And so whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're enduring, make the most of it. You're not going to be there forever. It's not the destination. It's a way of trust, and it's just going to be a part of it. So how you decide to respond to it will determine how you're going to get through it. We just need to re-envision our detours, don't we? We need to re-envision that they're just part of it and they're the way of trust. They're not the destination. Just because you're going through a detour does not mean things are falling apart. It is not a sign that things are falling apart in your life because they're just part of it. It doesn't mean things have gone horribly wrong. In fact, some of the greatest blessings in our lives, as we will see, come to us in unexpected times as well. Oh, we love that. Oh, see, sometimes that happens on a detour, as we will see in this series. But in the end, here's what we will all discover, is that these detours that we wish we could do without were just a different way of God getting us to where he wants us to be. Not my way, not your way, not the way we would, not the way we would have drawn it up. But God says it's a different way. It's a different way of getting you to where I want you to be. Now we're back to trust. And we'll take it from there next week. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this. Um, Man, I need this. Um, I hate the detours. I like my plan. I I like the expectations I have of life because they're mine. And it's really frustrating. It's so exhausting. When life doesn't go as I hope, plan, or even pray. So I need you to help me as I face detours. And I need you to help my friends. Because I know they know what this is about. I know that there are people right now that are going through some very difficult things. And multiple things. And yeah, we want to know why, but we don't know why. Most of the time we can't figure it out, and that's okay. It helps us to understand that this is just part of life. The valley of the shadow of death is a real part of everybody's journey, and it's an opportunity to trust you. So may I choose, may we choose to hang on, keep driving, keep driving, keep living, keep driving, keep living and trust. You're going to get us where we need to be, where we need to go. And it may not be my way and our way, but it is something we trust you with to get us to where you ultimately purpose for us to be. And may we be encouraged by the fact that it's not the destination. It is not the final thing. It is not the final thing. It may be a long thing. It may be a long time. It may be a long detour. But ultimately, we will arrive at a destination that we are so thrilled to be at 
free of detours. And we will look back and wonder and be amazed at how you led us all the way. Thank you for these truths that mean so much to us because we can identify with it so well. In Jesus' name, amen.